Hello and welcome to Expert Voices, the podcast that brings together the perspectives of academics, treasurers and bankers to highlight the major trends shaping the corporate treasury profession. I'm Sophie Jackson, Joint Publisher and Head of Strategic Content at the Treasury Today Group. And I'm James Hayward, Editorial Manager at the Treasury Today Group. This is the first in a series of podcasts brought to you by Treasury Today in association with Deutsche Bank. This episode is called Corporate Treasury in the Digital Age, and today we will be exploring the transformational effect that technology is having on finance around the world, finding out what this all means for the corporate treasury profession. Finance is certainly no stranger to technology, with banks first adopting digital solutions like credit cards and ATM machines in the 1950s and 60s. Since then, finance has adopted more and more technology as banks further digitised internally and brought new solutions to their clients. However, over the past decade, the shortcomings of the financial system have been laid bare, especially when it comes to technology, where it has lagged behind other industries. I agree there. I remember being in my bank branch uh, a year or so ago and seeing that they were still running Windows XP on their computer, which was pretty frightening. (laughs) But banks seem now to have woken up to this. And over the past few years, there has been a clear transformation happening in finance around the world. This has been spurred on by a wave of exciting fintech companies that have brought fresh ideas to the table and begun redefining the role of financial services providers. Although a lot of this activity is happening in the retail space, there is also a lot going on in the commercial banking world, work that is having a big impact on corporate treasury professionals who are gradually gaining access to a variety of new and exciting technologies that enable them to become more valuable within the company and a true strategic partner. James, you must be hearing about this every day in your conversations with treasurers. 100% Sophie. I would say that in the last 12 to 18 months, a lot of what has been talked about regarding technology over the past few years has started to come to fruition. For example, we have seen lots of robotic-based solutions entering the market and also lots of use of AI and big data amongst treasury teams. It's really an exciting time to be covering finance and corporate treasury right now. Both of us have been speaking to some of the top names in the industry, from Imperial College London, Deutsche Bank and HP, to find out how financial technology has evolved in recent years the current landscape, new trends, and the direction that leading experts think technology will be taking us. So when I think about the next generation of treasury leaders or treasurers, uh, they're going to add IT expertise to their knowledge of finance and economics and really be able to use those technologies to maximize value. Attacking financial institutions, attacking individuals, crypto hacking, is also fintech. So there is this whole other dark fintech that that also proliferates out there. And we have technology in the light being important. We also have cybersecurity issues become more important. As soon as you establish linkages with suppliers, business partners, or technology vendors, the security of their systems, as well as their risk management protocols, becomes of relevance also to you as a corporate. When you have a large-scale supply chain, every step in that chain has both technological as well as human capital risk. That's all to come. I saw some stats from Accenture recently that found out that in 2017, the total investment in fintech stood at 27.4 billion US dollars. That's huge. 
So given that we are seeing so much investment in financial technology around the world, we thought it would be a good place to start to find out why there's so much interest and what the most exciting developments are at the moment. Luckily, we have one of the world's highest-ranked universities on our doorstep, Imperial College London. They have a whole department dedicated to studying the impact of technology on finance. So I went down to West London to meet one of the top experts in this field. Hi, I'm Sophie Jackson from Treasury today, here to interview Andre Kirilenko. Dr Andre Kirilenko is the Director of the Centre for Global Finance and Technology at the Imperial College Business School. His work focuses on the intersection of finance, technology and regulation, and he's an intellectual leader on the principles of regulation of automated financial markets. Hi, Sophie. Nice to meet you. I began by asking Dr Kirilenko his views on what makes technology the most important trend in finance today. Technology companies that may decide to enter into finance on a very large scale certainly examples in China where finance is provided on top of a web searching engine or a provider of um, sort of SMS messaging. That is very, very different because imagine that a technology company that provides you ability to search the web, ability to select other services that you use, knows where you are, knows who you are talking to, and therefore could position financial services, including treasury services, in ways that traditional providers of financial services may not even think about. One example is that one of the providers of services noticed that there are some knows when the screen of a mobile device is being uh, broken. So when the screen of the mobile device breaks, then the way you communicate with your device changes. And uh, screens of mobile devices are broken with some periodicity at certain predictable times, days and hours. You know, when they get drunk on Fridays, for example, or when they're rushing to work on a Monday, they're more likely to drop their phones, but maybe not on a sort of a Tuesday afternoon. It is also known that Individuals with shallow pockets are more likely to drop their device, and individuals with shallow pockets are typically young individuals who have very tight clothes, and phones are likely to escape from those clothes and fall down and break down. Now, that's the information that you don't particularly collect as a bank or an insurance company, but it appears with, again, predictable pattern for providers of technology services that could be used to position something in front of a particular individuals, for example, an insurance product to insure your screen from physical damage, which, you know, if you have predictability in your data, you can have it in front of potential customers. They see it just as a time when uh, something like that is about to happen the probability of them using this service skyrockets. What areas do you think are facing the biggest impact from fintech? I'm aware of some surveys of companies that were asked what part, you know, is this your sort of broadly speaking front office, middle office or back office is, is affected. And it seems that there are aspects of fintech, if you will, 
that are probably likely to affect all of it. Cloud computing, for example, makes introduction of machine learning and artificial intelligence techniques very possible on a large scale in a cost-effective way. And what will this mean for the end users of these services, which in this case would be corporate treasury teams? So corporate treasury teams will need to figure out how specifically and where specifically they want to deploy it. I think that the bigger challenge that they will need to face is um, how to integrate these technologies into their existing operations, because as corporate treasurers, they are under very strict obligations to follow certain processes and procedures. So I am aware of some situations where a parallel system is literally being built alongside an existing system that is sort of human-centric. So I, I would say that those corporate treasurers who want to stay relevant, want to participate in the building and fine-tuning and deployment of these digital systems because at the end of the day, they, they will probably be the ones replacing some of the aspects. That was Dr. Andrei Kirilenko, the director of the Centre for Global Finance and Technology at Imperial College Business School, with some interesting views there. So we've heard how technology is transforming finance more broadly. Well, we wanted to find out firsthand from a treasurer how technology has changed the way they operate and the impact they expect it to have going forward. Here's how we got on. Hello, this is Zach. Good morning, Zach. It's James here. I spoke with Zach Nesper from HP. Uh, I am the vice president and assistant treasurer at HP Inc. Yeah, so technology is really central to everything we do, both as a, uh, as a treasury department and also as a company in the tech space. Technology really allows us to tell the story of what our current business dynamics are. Uh, it helps us to assess opportunities. It helps us to obtain market information. And ultimately, data and technology help us to chart the course of where we want to go. So broadly, uh, we use technology in a, in a number of areas. Uh, we use multidimensional databases. I think about our treasury management system, uh, Wall Street, as well as our ERP, uh, SAP. Um, we're actually using some new technologies like robotics in cash visibility and reporting, as well as trend prediction algorithms and analytics. I really view technology as an ecosystem um, and our partners as part of that ecosystem. And so banks have their own uh, technology. It may be market standard. It may be proprietary. They have technology innovation teams that are really on the forefront of uh, what's happening in financial services. And then we have our own in-house technology and we actively work with the banks on how we integrate those two to make sure that we are using best of breed uh, in-house across the cloud uh, and using the, uh, the banking technology and infrastructures. Uh, I think that technology is increasing access to information. It's really reducing barriers to entry in the financial system. So when you think about the emergence of FinTech, uh, that has really been enabled by technology. I think it democratizes finance. You know, you think about the accessibility of information across a broad swath of the population. From a treasury perspective, lowering costs, there's increased accessibility via mobility, and there are things like predictive analytics. And really, this, this stuff is changing the world, if you think about it in, uh, in some ways. Uh, there are things I can do at a bank that just weren't possible 10 years ago. I haven't been into a branch to make a deposit. I check my balances daily on my phone. And when you look at countries in Africa, they are skipping an entire generation of technology and really banking via 
mobility, uh, which is enabling economic development. So it is absolutely changing the uh, the landscape for the better. Um, you mentioned a little bit earlier about using emerging technology such as robotics and, and artificial intelligence. So you're obviously slightly ahead of the curve when it comes to using these technologies. But, but what of these do you think is of the most interest, will have the biggest impact on Treasury departments? Yeah, so, you know, there are the normal candidates. Uh, Blockchain, I think, may prove revolutionary, but it's nascent, uh, and I think at times it can be even a little overhyped. We're using robotics actively, but uh, if I paraphrase Mark Twain, the the rumors of the demise of Treasury have been greatly exaggerated. Uh, It's going to be a long time before pure robots can replace Treasury. But I think I'll I'll answer this by telling uh, a story. My car drives me 80% of the way to work. Uh, How does it do it? It has a suite of sensors. Uh, It's tracked the driving behavior of thousands of other people who take the same route, and it's learning to drive itself gradually over time. And then we at HP also have a service called Device as a Service, uh, where we are looking at optimizing CPU usage, uh, memory usage, the security of an organization, managing thermal events and making sure that it's regulated and helping a company decide what their fleet of PCs should look like. And so my my reason for bringing that up is I think an unconventional choice for the technology that's going to have the most impact is machine learning. If you think about applying these types of technologies that you can use for driving or for PC fleet management and looking at your cash management, uh, how you optimize, how you move funds to make sure the bills get paid, how you reduce credit counterparty risk, Uh, how you maximize investment income, this is the type of thing where a machine is very well positioned to learn some of the behavior, to provide data to the Treasury employees who are executing it, and essentially to make them more productive, more insightful, and more analytic. And so I get incredibly excited about the future of the Treasury profession when I think about the impact of technology. Uh, Really what Treasury is all about is the allocation and optimization of the company's capital resources. And I think uh, just as multidimensional databases and early analytics enable the whole new areas of capital optimization, I think that treasury technology of the future will really take this to the next level. Now, for a treasury professional, this holds both promise and risk. Uh, I think the professional of the future is going to need to be well-versed in how to use technology to maximize her or his impact. Some folks that can't adapt will be left behind by automation, and I think tech-savvy peers will have enormous system-enabled uh, productivity. And so when I think about the next generation of treasury leaders or treasurers, uh, they're going to add IT expertise to their knowledge of finance and economics and really be able to use those technologies to maximize value. So I, I think it's an incredibly exciting time to be a treasury professional because what we all want to do is analytics uh, versus data collection. We want to impact business decisions, and I think technology is going to enable that in the next 10 years. That was Zach Nesper from HP. We've got one more guest, Michael Spiegel. Can you tell me a bit more about him, James? Certainly. So Michael is Head of Cash Management and the Regional Head of Global Transaction Banking Germany at Deutsche Bank, one of the world's biggest banks by assets. Well, I've been working in the industry and as a matter of fact for Deutsche Bank for some 30 years. And in all this time, I've not seen as much change as I see today in the world of payments. Industry trends in emerging technologies such as distributed ledgers, the use of cloud environments have been mentioned, and we should anticipate the arrival of open banking, robotics, big data, and the move to real-time processing 
which all promise increased connectivity, efficiency and transparency for corporates. But for those Treasury teams without the same resources in terms of budgets and in terms of number of people and sort of in-house expertise, how can these Treasury departments begin to leverage some of the exciting new technological developments offered by banks and technology companies? Innovation is not necessarily driven only by the large tech companies. This environment of disruptive change is also an opportunity for corporates of all sizes and types, as well as banks themselves, to rethink existing business models and prepare for changing client demands. And what do you think are the biggest hurdles that Treasury teams face when looking to use new technology? And how do you as a bank help them overcome these? I think a lot of it comes down to culture and making the time to prepare for the future. At Deutsche Bank, we foster a culture that encourages the idea of faster, leaner and smarter, but also need to accept that innovation requires fading fast to learn fast. We have become much better at involving our clients at an early stage of exploration and validation of market problems to co-create relevant and problem-oriented solutions. And on that point as well, there's a lot of talk in the media about the disruption being created by fintech companies. Um, So do you think that it is as black and white as fintech versus a bank? Or do you think the real value comes from when a bank and a fintech firm works together to deliver a solution? We're working very cooperatively with many so-called fintechs. Historically, we've been a prominent provider of payment services to this sector And increasingly, we are collaborating with a number of players to create new products and services that take more friction out of the system and are value-add to our clients. Importantly, many of our clients are also part of such developments as they are evolving their business models as well. So now moving on to the other side of technology, I mean, the use of more technology does open up more risks to corporates and even to banks. So do you think there needs to be more education around all of this? Most definitely. Together with the Economist Intelligence Unit, we have done a study last year and cybercrime was on top of the agenda of the majority of the participants. As soon as you establish linkages with suppliers, business partners or technology vendors, the security of their systems as well as their risk management protocols becomes of relevance also to you as a corporate. When you have a large-scale supply chain, every step in that chain has both technological as well as human capital risks. Fantastic. And to conclude, Michael, how will regulations such as PSD2 impact the financial services landscape over the coming years? And what will this all mean for corporate treasurers? The direction of travel of global regulation and compliance is around greater transparency and competition. The use of open APIs is only going to increase in the years ahead, which will potentially provide new revenue streams, but will also require banks and companies to have the appropriate skills as well as security protocols in place. We all need to be well aware of whom we are opening an API door to and why. PSD2 will give rise to new potential cybercrime considerations also, since third-party access will be the order of the day. Thanks for listening to the first episode of Expert Voices. We've been Sophie Jackson and James Hayward from the Treasury State Group. Thanks to our guests, 
Dr Andre Kirilenko from Imperial College London, Zach Nesper from HB and Michael Spiegel from Deutsche Bank. Thanks to Deutsche Bank for making this podcast possible and to the Swift Institute for introducing us to their network of academics. Remember to subscribe to the Expert Voices podcast to get all our latest episodes directly to your device. <laughs>